podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. You know how, like, if you've ever gone on a diet and you've been really good for months and then you just totally blow it? <laughs> something like that, and something. I'm like... the pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> you're, you're like the refrigerator full of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Whew, welcome back to Neurotic Tornado, a podcast series that explores relationships and all the beautiful messiness of being together. I'm UV Zalko, and I'm Jackie Shannon Hollis. So we just heard Stephen, and um, you can go back to prior episodes to catch up. But for now, we're listening to Stephen uh, talk about having an affair with Nikki, and we're listening to Nikki, too, here. I think I called her a refrigerator full of Ben & Jerry's, though I probably meant freezer. So Stephen is reluctant about this affair. I think at the end of the last episode, if you'll remember, he said he did not think this would last. Um, but now you can also hear the excitement. I mean, this is a new affair, and that's really exciting. Um, but that reluctance comes from the fact that he's Nikki's teacher, and um, he's also was cheated on by his wife, now his ex-wife. Yeah, and from Nikki's side of the story, she was, she's was she been married at this point for 20 years to a man named Ben. She's also really clear that she wants to have an affair, and that Stephen's the man she wants to have the affair with. When I want something, I want something. I, you know, I wanted this, I wanted that, and I thought it was attainable. So it started, um, and in this episode, we really wanted to understand, well, what happens once an affair starts? And then how you hold up a marriage alongside this affair, mm -hmm. or is the affair being held up alongside a marriage? marriage yeah. One way or another, mm -hmm. this is... Uh, complicated territory to navigate. Yeah. yeah, it is. So here we go. I, I did a 180. We were having so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's only having an affair yeah. can, can be <laughs> so much fun. When you say, like, as only having an affair can be, was part of the fun the secret? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Sure. Figuring out when to meet, mm -hmm. where to meet. How much time you had. To, how much time yeah. we had or didn't have. And because, you know, you can't spend the night together. Mm -hmm. We did manage that, I think, once. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was pushing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the experience was of always wanting more. Always wanting more and finding, uh, you know, we had sex in... Um, bathrooms and bars mm -hmm. we had sex in the middle of the day in the back of your truck at mount yeah. Tabor. oh yeah yeah so, i like that that diesel smell or not diesel but gasoline, gasoline smell, smell yeah. yeah and the just the dirt and the grime Clearly, this was very sexy and very exciting for them. 
Yeah, how does that bump up against the fact that she's married? How does that go down? Well, she was quite upfront and early on that she did not want to leave her husband and that she wanted to open up her marriage. This was like one of the conditions she laid down. How, like, you'd like already had the first sex week by or this two. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he said, but you're married. And I said, yes, and I, I'm going to continue to be married. I, I don't want to end my marriage. I, I think it might have been on the table even before we had sex the first mm-hmm. time. And it's certainly very close on, you know, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it, was, it was like a, it was a condition. You want to you be with me. This is, this is where I'm coming from. I have a family. I have a husband. I have a household. I'm pretty happy in all those aspects. But I, I really want to have some sex. Would you be up for that? You weren't quite that blunt. <laughs> and I, th- I think that um, I think that part of what was going on is that you hadn't had enough romance in your life, and um, I'm, you know, I was just right there. Oh, you want romance? Let me show you yeah. romance. I can do romance. Now, Stephen had mentioned uh, earlier when we interviewed him that when he, he was looking for a relationship and what he was looking for was intimacy. So I we were curious about, well, what did that mean? Here he was in a relationship with a woman who had intimacy in her marriage. What she was looking for was sex. So At least that's the, from the sound of it. Yeah, that's what, yeah. what she's saying here. So we asked him and he said... I remember when I brought up the word intimacy, I said both physical and emotional. Uh-huh. I love sex. Uh (laughs) And we had an emotional intimacy already, I think, through writing. Right. Because you'd read to me, I'd read to you. Yeah, we knew each other's voices and voice in that metaphorical way. When it got physical, it was was not just physical right from the beginning. It was always something more than that. You know, my wife and I met at the same writing table, I forgot to mention, and one thing that's so unusual when you're writing these really revealing, honest things, you get to know each other in in kind of backwards. You first learn people's fears and their shame and their deep, dark secrets, and you learn that up front. So then when you get to know each other outside of the writing table, you're like, well, I know you have issues with your mother, and I know you're terrified of spiders and zucchini, and I know that you'll never forgive yourself for what you did to your child, but what do you like to eat for lunch? Yeah. Anyway, you learn more about their insides before you learn too much about their day-to-day life and other aspects. So uh, there's uh, built-in intimacy. It's really an interesting place that, I mean, just the fact of, of writing being this place of revealing yourself, I, I find that part of it pretty interesting, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, Nikki did talk about that she was, you know, what she was interested in was sex, but what she was wanting to explore sexually was like this other, there was a whole level of vulnerability and uh, ex- 
exploration, and she had not had a whole lot of sexual experience. Um, so she was wanting to go someplace she hadn't been before. Yeah, right, right. That's, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to that, the sex. Yeah, yeah, screw this emotional shit. So we asked them, how does sex work between them? She likes me to initiate. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And that's understood. Mm-hmm. I was amazed at how willing she was to tell me exactly what she wanted. And I would hear the I would hear things. And I would go, well, that's exactly what I want to do. The way it works for me is, um, uh, I do whatever she tells me to do in any part of my life. But in the bedroom, I'm in charge. Um, there's a dynamic that's very common out there where the men are trying to be equal partners, trying to be good guys. Uh, recognizing that women are are equal partners and that it's very difficult to be both erotic and sexy and romantic and changing the dirty diapers. It's really hard for one person to be all the things that another person needs. It's very, very difficult. So I got to be the boyfriend. Which is, from my point of view, kind of the, the plum position. And, and that's what I wanted. So if you've been following along on this series, uh, you might remember that early on, Nikki wasn't so direct about what she wanted to Ben, her husband. She wasn't so explicit. And here she seems to be quite quite explicit with Stephen. So during the interview, Jackie asked her. There was like a lot of subtext about what you wanted from Ben, but not really saying, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet here you were with Stephen and you were able to ask that. What What do you think was so the difference? Exactly. I I think I had a sense then that Ben wasn't interested in in having the kind of sex that I wanted to have that he didn't want to dominate me. He didn't want to hurt me. Not that Stephen hurts me, but you know, in a, in a game kind of way. Ben is a very kind and gentle person. Not that Stephen isn't, but he's Stephen's willing to play act in ways that Ben, I don't think, wants to. And I also wonder, I mean, could it also be, I mean, when you're entrenched in a relationship for a while, sometimes it, it gets more difficult to bring changes and mm-hmm. differences in there. Mm-hmm. Where here is somebody, I mean, the writing mm-hmm. adds another element, mm-hmm. but here is somebody on the outside mm-hmm. that it's just easier to be right to the point of this is what I'm going through, even yes. though you can't yes. maybe do that at the Yeah, after table. after you've been married for 20 years and you have kids who are crying in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. you have, um, you know, a hu- household economy to talk about and stress and... 
Um, You're just going through the hamster wheel with yeah, the going stuff. through the ha- you know we're dealing with all the the issues of day to day life, and then to say after you know you're we're finally in bed it's like oh do you want to tie me up and do me well no not really (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm tired i got my book here yeah yeah um whereas yeah i it is it is different to be with somebody who's new and in fact Ben and I were having some of the best, which, and this is not uncommon when people are having an affair, that they suddenly have better sex with their spouse than they've had in a long time. And that was true for us, that I brought some of that energy home. And I think that that's something that when you're open, when you're in an open relationship or in a polyamorous relationship and you're in a new relationship and then you bring that new energy relationship home and have sex with your part, your other partner or partners, I think that's something that people look for that's exciting. And that was happening for us, but except for that Ben didn't know. Wow. He just knew he was getting a lot of blowjobs and I was, you know asking him to come home for lunch and have sex, you know, because I I was hypersexed at that point, and also I felt guilty. Well, this, um, this issue of wanting something different sexually and being in a long-term relationship in a marriage and in a lot of ways, I think it's easier to go out to a new relationship and be you can be someone different with that person. Um, it's not like, why are you moving that way? Or, you know, why are you, why do you want to dance in front of me? Or whatever it is. that it, that's, There's such a vulnerability in that. And so with someone new, again, it's all fresh. Yeah, I mean, I just even think to the various times where where Sherry and I are trying to make a change. And it's awkward, you know, like you're... You usually uh, kiss this way, or you usually go left, not right. I don't know what that means exactly. Oh, it's a hugging reference from Scrubs, but 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 that but I but I think in that there's a there's something incredibly rewarding when you do it if you have a partner who's willing to join you. And a lot of what Nikki was saying is Ben wasn't willing to join her in what she wanted, even though maybe she wasn't being super clear about what she wanted. I don't know. It is, I mean, I mean, I keep coming back to this question of, do you try to fix the issue in your current marriage or do you go to another relationship? And I think either path has risks, vulnerability, risks and rewards. Mm -hmm. And, and I I still can't stop thinking, particularly in this thing that Nikki was talking about, coming home and having sex with Ben, like trying to understand how how it would feel to uh, for your partner to have an affair, and what are the conditions that you could withstand, like handle and stay in the marriage, and what is too much? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I could imagine staying in a marriage where the other person's having an affair. But there are certain details where I think, oh, I, I don't have the constitution. Like to to like have sex because – have great sex because the other person's getting sex outside of the marriage and I don't know. Like I don't know if yeah. I would have the constitution to to not stop brooding over that. 
you know, what, what you can let go of and what you can't. And we'll hear from Ben next episode and hear his story, but I think it's so individual, like what, what you can heal from and what you can't. Yeah. Very tough. Now, the th- the thing that's going on in the background here is that Nikki is really considering uh, a different kind of relationship, and uh, one of the things she told us was that uh, she and Ben had friends. Ben and I had uh, friends, a couple who had opened their marriage. They were really our only example. They were the only people we knew who had done anything like this, and we were sort of in awe of them. I mean, when we found out. At, at first, that they had this open marriage, we thought, wow, I've never heard of that before. That's amazing and really strange. But they stayed married. They had kids. They um, they were a model for us. But we thought about it for a lot. We, we, that was years before, years before Stephen and I met thought each other. Thought about it in a detached way or for yourselves? We would talk about it. We'd get together with them. We, I would talk to her. He would talk to him. How do you do this? We don't understand. How can you stay married to somebody when you're having a relationship with other people? It didn't. None of it made sense to us. We'd never heard of this before. Was it like, I don't get this and I'm just really curious? Or was it how does this work and could we make this work? I think at first it was just, we were curious. We'd never seen anybody in this kind of configuration before. And it was just interesting. And Ben and I would talk about it. And it, I don't think it occurred to us as a couple that it was something that we could go do, but it was a germ. So it's a little background noise Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when, well, it's not. I think it's more than that. It it opens a possibility. No. Yeah. Even if you think I would never go through that door, which is kind of where I was, right. you know. And now we know lots of people mm-hmm. who who live in situations like that and who embrace it. But at the time, they were the only people we yeah. knew. We thought it was very very unusual. Had you known anyone in a relationship like that? We did all that stuff in the seventies, <laughs> but the we the, tried, role, the role you know, structure was different, or the way yeah, it, was it was totally yeah, different. Yeah, very different. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. there there wasn't as formal. I'm just guessing, but there wasn't as formal uh, structure in place, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, it was. It was an earlier iteration. You mm-hmm. know, it was part of the sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the whole polyamory thing that's out there now is just the latest iteration, and a. You know, we've been redefining marriage and relationships in this culture for 100, 150 Mm. years. This affair uh, between Stephen and Nikki went on for almost a year as a secret. I wasn't talking to anybody about it. Two girlfriends of mine knew. And they thought I was crazy. And I wanted to tell Ben right from the beginning. Like, oh my God, I'm having this really exciting relationship. I'm having this amazing sex. And I want to share this with you. I want you to know about this. It was in a very... You wanted him to have the same thing. I did. And you you knew at that point, I think, you weren't going to get it with each other. Yes. That was where you were coming from. And so... the. They knew this secret couldn't last much longer. Something had to give. 
Ben and Nikki went to Hawaii on a family vacation, and Nikki got back, and they told me that she had started preparing the ground. I think was the way she put it, or some such thing. When I went, when we went, we're in Hawaii. We had a walk on the beach, and I said, "I have to tell you something." I've, you know, I, I went to Club Sesso. Club Sesso is no longer around, but it is a downtown Portland swingers club. Or, in other words, an upscale erotic lifestyle club. And I, I almost went, but I, I thought it was a neurotic lifestyle club. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you missed out. <laughs> you know, I, I went to Club Sesso, um, and I didn't tell you about it. And and I went with my friend and my girlfriend, and this is what happened. And it was really exciting. And would you have any interest in going there with me? And he was not interested. And I think I, I may have had some ideas at that point that maybe we could end up going there. Ben and I could go, end up going there together, and maybe Stephen would be there. Just by chance. Yeah, that maybe there was a way that I could sort of ease this into my life, that I could make everything, everybody know each other and make this all work. Nikki's trying very carefully to manage this disclosure with Ben, I guess, to avoid pain. Yeah, I mean, his, his, his hurt and... Mm-hmm. It hurts to say this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's sort of uh, making it up as she goes along the way. I mean, even Stephen wasn't aware of Nikki's plan here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't tell me you were going to tell Ben anything. Um, you came back and told me what you had told him and told me that you were thinking you were working up to the whole story about you and me. And all this time, all these months leading up to this moment of disclosure, what I'm thinking is... This will never work. She is out of her frickin' mind to think that she's going to tell Ben and she's going to open up that marriage and everything is going to work. I thought that was just insane. And what's going to happen is what always happens, which is they're going to get a divorce or I'm going to leave. And I, I said on several occasions, I really think... I should pull back and you and Ben have some stuff to work out and it would be easier to work it out if I were just kind of not there and I will wait. You you know, you guys, because I was was still uncomfortable in some ways. I mean, I loved what we were doing when we were doing it, but I was also like, you know, this is not a nice thing to do to Ben. I did not want to, I didn't want to hurt him, Ben. Yeah, I was super aware that I was doing the very thing that my wife had done that ended our marriage and how angry I had been about that and that this was a chance for me to heal. This is really an interesting thing to me where Stephen talks about it was a chance for him to heal. And, and I, I do think it's true that often when we're on the other side of a really shitty experience um, that we're able to reflect back on our own behavior in another situation, you know, like that we learn because we're often put on the opposite side of something we had a strong reaction to. 
Yeah, and it takes that next thing to really understand the yeah. previous thing. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I mean, I'm just so aware that in this, um, Stephen may be feeling better, but... Yeah, that's a, but then there's Ben on the other yeah. side who uh, we'll hear from next. He's at the beginning of something pretty fucking hard right now. About halfway through that conversation, I said, have you had sex with anybody else uh, since we've been married? And she said, do you really want to know? so-called wait let me do that again <laughs> i uh, i go by uv Zel- no sorry I, I keep having these jokes about dirtiness and cleanliness i'm a little bit more of a neat freak i, I think she she's more into getting dirty and uh-huh. i'm like oh if you could just clean the counter while we prepare to have sex but okay um but nikki <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> um but uh, Nikki was married. Just wait. Do you want me to use the bleach or the, <laughs> the vinegar? Any cleansing uh, okay. device. I mean, any cleansing. Okay. <laughs>